It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Wednesday to you. It's Wednesday, March the 13th. I have my man Kai Carlin in the house. What's up, brother? What's going on, Keith? How are you, my man? I, I can't complain. I can't complain. For y'all who don't know, Kai works for Sixers Wire. Great young. Oh, he just said he was 25 a minute ago. I forget what 25 feels like, <laughs> but he said he's 25. Um, but uh, we covered the game last night. The 76ers played the Cavaliers. It was a closer than expected game. Sixers won 106 to 99. They kept turning the ball over. It was a rough one. So we're going to talk about that in the first segment. The second segment, we're going to just break down Ben Simmons' performance uh, from last night. And we're also going to, you know, talk about his three-throw shooting. And then in the third segment, we're just going to talk a little bit about Friday's game against the Sacramento Kings. The Sixers are going to have to play a whole lot better Friday than they did last night to get that W. But, Kai, what was your impressions of last night's game? Well, they started out great last night. They were up, I think, 16 in, like, the first quarter, second quarter, whatever it was. Then all of a sudden, uh, Cleveland throws in Nick Stauskas, of all people. And Stauskas hits a couple threes, and then Brandon Knight gets gets a couple steals. And, and it's just, it really was mind-boggling to me how the Sixers really did not take this team seriously. I'm, you understand that the Cavaliers, they're 17 and 50 going into last night's game. And, you know, they're, they're not very good. They didn't have Kevin Love. They didn't have Marquise Chris. And it's easy to take them lightly, but if you want to win a championship and you want to be in that mold, you need to come out with the right energy each and every night. Mm-hmm. You don't see the Golden well, Golden State, they, they're bored in the regular season, but uh, that's a bad example. I'll use Toronto and Milwaukee as examples. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not coming out here, you know, just being lackadaisical and being lax. And, you know, they have the right mindset. And that's something that the Sixers really need to kind of figure out as the thing continues to go forward. And and they can't use the excuse um, that, you know, this was MB's second game. I mean, his first game he had 33-12. and 12. Right. You know, t- uh, last night he had 17, and 17 points and 19 rebounds. He had four blocks. But you can't use that excuse. It just seems to me that, they just got to develop that killer instinct. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we, we praise them when they do well. And, and sometimes I know Brett Brown said at one point, we're not as good as we deserve to get praise and we're not as bad as we are. And tonight was one of those nights, like you said, they went up against an undermanned team. They only had nine players, the other team. You know, I thought maybe that, you know, they would bring up people or listen that. They only had nine players. And if it wasn't for Joel Embiid taking over within the, with a minute left, I believe he scored six points, he had three rebounds, and he had a block in the final 51 seconds. 
they would have lost that game. Absolutely. And it got to a point where I think Cleveland went on an 11 nothing run last night in the fourth quarter, and they took a lead on a Chetty Osmond layup. And I'm, look, I'm looking up at the clock, and there's 2.53 left in this game, and they're trailing to the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron James isn't there. Yeah. Ke- Kevin Love isn't there. Kyrie Irving's not there. And to, to, you know, be, to be trailing this Cavaliers team at home with 2.53 left after already losing to this team, remember, Keith, in November, it, it's just – it really was mind-boggling to me how the Sixers really did not take this game as seriously as they probably should have. Nah, nah. It, it was a it was a – it was a bad win. <laughs> yeah, was, if there ever is one. But, yeah, I, I agree. I was, agree completely. It was a bad win. But you know what? You know, the, the thing is, I, like I, we talked about MB. We talked about, well, we didn't really get on this. It's the turnovers. They had 22 turnovers. They had 14 in the first half. So you look at it. So James Ennis, who I felt played a great game, subbing in for Jimmy Butler. He was 6 for 7 shooting. For 12 uh, points, he had a plus 13, but he has three turnovers. Tobias Harris has four turnovers. Joel Embiid had six turnovers. Reddick won. Simmons had two, right? Mm-hmm. Boban had two. Mike Scott, TJ McConnell, and, and Jonathan Simmons all had one turnover. I mean, man, you you know, you don't win games like that. That's what I'm saying. If, if, if this was any team other than Cleveland, like, like th- this could have been Brooklyn. And, I mean, Brooklyn would have blew them out. And they would have, and, like, you know, you can't really fact say, you know, what would have happened if such and such would have played, a person would have played. But I believe if Kevin Love would have played, it, it, it would have been – it would have been bad for the Sixers. I mean, I, I just think so. It had to be. I mean, I mean, this was a bad game. It was a bad game. And, and I completely agree. I mean, if you look at Cleveland's record, but if you look at the record of the last 10 games coming into last night, they were 5-5. Five and five, mm-hmm. And they had beaten some pretty solid teams. Uh, they did beat the aforementioned Toronto Raptors. Uh, and Rat and Toronto had Kawhi Leonard. And that's when Cleveland had Kevin Love play. And that was when uh, the whole Marquise Chris, Serge Ibaka thing um, but I do agree with you, Keith. If Cleveland had Kevin Love this game, there's a good chance the Cavs come out on top. A great chance. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, in the second segment, let's talk about your boy Ben Simmons. I mean, Ben Simmons impressed you. You talked about his performance a little bit before, you know, we started this podcast. What really stood out to you about well, Ben? For, for me, it was his, his aggressiveness. Um, there, there are some times where, where Ben will look to really be that passer mm-hmm. and want to get his teammates involved, a la LeBron James sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I thought last night he did a really good job of attacking the basket when he needed to. Uh, he was grabbing rebounds. He was still dishing out his assists, but he led the team 26 points. He had 10 rebounds. He had 8 assists. Keith, he shot 10 for 60 from the floor. And Keith, the biggest thing, he shot 6 for 8 from the free throw line, and that is something that is going to be huge in the long run for the team. Yeah, you know, he sat six for eight. Um, he In his last six games, including, you know, yesterday's game, 
he's shooting 78.1% from the foul line. In the games before that, Ben Simmons was shooting 58.5. You know, Brett Brown saying he's putting a lot of time in, in, into it with his brother Liam Simmons. Um, the one thing is, you know, it just seems like Ben seems a whole lot more confident doing it. You know, and it just, he's not afraid to step to the foul line. He's not at all. Now, again, he split his final two late in the game, but at the same time, it gave them a 100-99 lead when he made, you know what I mean, made the one. Exactly. And come playoff time, there going to be a, there's going to be a team that's going to try the whole hack of Simmons thing. So Ben's going to have to step up, hit those free throws, and really deter these other teams to not do the hack of Simmons thing, and the Sixers can continue to run their offense the way they intend to run it. So if Ben is going to continue to shoot free throws this way, it's, a, it's going to be such a long – it's going to be huge for them in the long run uh, come playoff time. And another thing that stood out to me was, you know, eight assists to two turnovers. Which is I'm, huge. Which yeah. is huge for him. I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure he would like to have 12 assists and zero turnovers. But, you know, when you look at it, it's typically – Embiid and Simmons are the guys who lead the team in turnovers, and it wasn't that case, you know, last night. So, you know, Ben is playing better. He's playing well. And, you know, to me, typically, this was a, like, this was a game that they needed his points. Sometimes I would feel like, you know, Ben Simmons would go out there and he would score points. He was really aggressive, but he wasn't getting his teammates involved. Well, you know, on certain occasions when he got a lot. But this time, they really needed that 26 from him. Because you look at J.J. Redick, he shot 6 for 15. You look at Embiid, he was 6 for 16. You look at Tobias, he was 5 for 12. So Ben had some timely, timely baskets, you know, in, on, on this night. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, talking about the upcoming game against Sacramento. You know, Sacramento is a team that beat the Sixers last time. Um, it was one of those games where the Sixers came off a, an emotional high after beating Golden State. They go to Sacramento. We all thought it was going to be a beatdown, just like we all thought last night's game was going to be a beatdown. And the Sixers got, you know, sucker punched at the end <laughs> and lost the game. So, I mean, what's your thoughts on what's the keys and your thoughts on, on Friday's game? Really stopping their perimeter guys. They mm -hmm. have three of them, De'Aaron Fox, uh, Buddy Heald, who was huge in, the, in that last matchup, and also Bogdan Bogdanovich. They, they, they have these just these three cats out there on the perimeter that will – they're lightning quick. They, are, they all have range. Um, I mean, Heald pulls up from the, from the logo sometimes. You know, I, th I think there's a reason why. Who's what was it? The King's owner who called them the second coming of Steph Curry when they made, he made mm -hmm. that trade a couple of years ago, sending Demarcus Cousins to New Orleans. Uh, so, I think that I think that's kind of the biggest key. So, and it's, and as you know, Keith the Sixers have had a lot of trouble defending perimeter guards with like oh, the yeah. quick like that. And, you know, Brooklyn comes to mind with D'Angelo Russell and Spencer Dinwiddie. So, 
I feel like that's going to be the key when it comes to Friday's game against Sacramento, defending those guys out on the perimeter. Yeah, I, I do too. And and um, the the thing is, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing um, what these new guys could do against them, like Jonathan Simmons, James Ennis. You know what I mean? Because this is going to be a pretty good test for them to see what they can do against you know these young guards. And you know they're veterans, so you think that they will have the way, but or or they they can be able to keep up. Um, you know, James Ennis has really improved a lot to me. You know, Jonathan Simmons, you know, he got, you know, 17 minutes, 31 seconds tonight. You know, he had two steals. He was one for three shooting. Um, but, you know, we did that was this game against Sacramento was one of the last games where they had um, the old Sixers squad. So yeah. this is going to be, you know what I mean, the, the barometer, like, you know, there were certain games like, you know, Boston. They lost to Boston. But, again, that was a new core when they first came. That was like the second or third game. Third, yeah. Third game. But this, to me, is going to be, okay, let's see the difference. Let's see what you guys can do against this squad. Now, some people may disagree, but I just remember where they looked and they, and they, they just weren't as athletic, and we kept talking about they can't stop anyone in the perimeter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, to your point, Keith, you know, that they did obviously start the first eight games after the also break without Joel Embiid. Now Embiid comes back, they won the last two. So, really, with this whole group healthy, uh, obviously Jimmy Butler didn't play last night, but healthy, they're 5-1 and one, like with Embiid in the lineup with this new group. Their only loss was that Boston game. So, I feel like if they were to play Sacramento, play Boston, I think they played them on the 20th, I believe, then... I feel like with Embiid and having all that chemistry and having some time to really uh, learn each other, then, yeah, they should be able to beat Sacramento Friday. They should, as well as the Kings are playing this year. Sixers, on paper, more talented. They're, uh, they're more experienced. So Philly should beat them. Boston, on the other hand, uh, get a couple more games in, and I feel like the 20th against the Celtics is probably going to be the biggest barometer for them. What about Milwaukee, though? Uh, the Milwaukee game, I believe, is what the that's the seventeenth. That's right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's Sunday before that game. Uh, they haven't played the Bucks since October. So I mean, in October, that was the Robert <laughs> Covington, Dario Sharage Sixers. <laughs> so yeah. you know what? Um, that was an ugly one. That, that was an ugly one. That was bad, Keith. The, you know, the Bucks hit them with everything they got. Uh, the Bucks are, are they have the number one record not only in the East but the entire NBA. Yeah. So you know what, Keith, the Bucks game. That that's gonna be the bigger problem. You're right. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But look, Kai, do I want you to tell people how to follow you, how they can reach you, and follow you on on social media? You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram, Kai underscore Carlin. It's the same handle for both accounts, and you can read my stuff on SixersWire.usatoday.com. All right, and you know y'all can hit me up on you know Pompeii on Sixers, and you can read me in the Philly Inquirer, Daily News, and Philly.com. For Kai, I, w- I want to thank y'all for listening and have a great day. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.